Hello everyone, welcome to Intermezzo number 5. Next week we will continue to explore Malevich's theory and experiments with the generation of artistic form. Right now, we look at some of the broader underlying themes behind where our investigation has led so far. Suprematism ends up being an unexpectedly important pivot. As we'll explore in today's full version of this episode, when cultural framing of space is explicated, the difference between the enclosures of the Parthenon, the Pantheon, the Dome of the Rock, and the cathedrals speak volumes about their respective civilizations, how they rise, and how they fall. The conceptual inversion of being and becoming that we mentioned in our previous episode is manifest in all these monuments. At Lapsus Lima, seeing how the understanding of space changes throughout history has always been amongst our foremost concerns. But why is it important? What impact could knowing this have? We hypothesize that the way space is conceptualized and expressed changes art and architecture, and ultimately, cultures as a whole. For a quick experiment to demonstrate this, try looking at the upper corner of your room or office and draw it in a way that you think would represent just what the corner looks like. Spoilers ahead, so hit pause now if you want to try this out. Okay, now compare what you drew to what you see. How well does it match? The difference between the paper result and what your eye perceives is owed to what you were thinking about the space, especially if you were not entirely aware of what that thought was. Ideas about space make the difference, and most people who have not had formal artistic training draw the lines rising up to the point of the corner as you go from the edges of the paper to the center. This is a natural and unconscious expression of the concept that the point of the corner is up relative to you and more distant than the other parts of the walls. Such a drawing accurately resembles abstract ideas about facts made visual more than it resembles what your senses present to the brain. The more visually accurate mode is to draw the lines slanting downward as you work in from the edges to the point of the corner. This is the same optic principle that makes the edges of a long, straight road seem to converge in the distance. From this we can conclude that an unconscious conception of space is, most often, the most powerful, as we usually do not compensate for or react against forces of which we are not aware. Imagine how this influences buildings. Last week, we talked about the inversion of being and becoming, inside and out. How does this relate, then, to the buildings I mentioned at the outset? We saw philosophy and metaphysics shift from the physical world, conceptualized as uncertain and internal with Plato, 
to certain and external Formulevich. Ideas likewise shifted as a polar opposite, eternal, external for Plato, shifting internal in the 20th century. So when and how did this shift happen? The nature of architecture sheds some light on the matter. A classical Greek temple was devoted to a genius loci, the spirit of a place. Pre-Islamic Arabian belief similarly used the word jinn, the mythical forebearer of a fairy tale genie, to describe fearsome and powerful spirits of a place or an object. Across ancient civilizations, locale was a common emphasis. The first century BC architect Vitruvius described how the sites of buildings and towns could be chosen and framed in what sound to us today like very ecologically grounded terms. He suggested that the, even to his eyes, ain't